Welcome back to the Foul Balls podcast for April 11th, 2018. And a little bit of a smaller slate for Wednesday night because it's one of those days where there's day games, there's night games, so just six games for us to talk about tomorrow night. And the top pitching, we have David Price, 11,900, John Lester, 10,700. I think the hardest guy to figure out of any of these pitchers tomorrow is John Lester because he had one really, really bad start this year and he had one really, really good start. So 10700 to me kind of feels like it's a price in between the good and the bad for him. So what do you make of John Lester for tomorrow night, Matt? I think he's a fade for me. Um, I think he could actually have decent ownership after pitching well against the Brewers, but his velocity is still down and he was bad all of last year. Like I just don't see him returning to being a good pitcher. And at that price tag, in probably, I don't know, let's call it a neutral matchup. The Pirates offense is okay. Um, they have some decent right-handed hitters. They have Josh Harrison. They have Starling Marte, uh, Jordy Mercer against lefties. Uh, Josh Bell doesn't hit lefties that well. He hits righties better. But I think the Pirates overall are kind of just an average offense. I think it's an average matchup for Lester. And his price is just a little high. Um, so I don't hate him. But I think there are just better plays. And if he's going to be the highest on pitcher, which I think he should be, then I don't really have any interest in it. Yeah, I was just checking to see what the wind was doing in Chicago because that's always a factor. Uh, neutral wind, it's blowing from right field to left field, so not really anything of significance there. Uh, I, I agree with you on Lester. I'm off him for tomorrow. The main reason being is that I do think the Pirates are going to be at least okay against left-handed pitching this year. And then the other thing also is that I think that there are some pretty good higher-priced offenses, and there are some cheap pitchers that have really good upside on the slate. So one of those pitchers is Luis Castillo at 7,700. We've had some bad experiences rostering Castillo so far this year, but I still think him is a really high upside target. He still has a 16% swing strike percentage this year, which is really high. So the strikeouts are still there. He's still throwing really hard. He's just, he's a young pitcher. There's going to be a lot of variance there. So I think we've seen some of the bad starts. I think he's going to have more bad starts going forward, but I also think he's going to have some really good starts. So Luis Castillo, do you like him for GPP tomorrow? Yeah, I think he is my favorite pitcher. Um, I'm not going to have him close to all in or anything because there is a lot of risk with him. Uh, He's very, very boom or bust, but I think he's got as much upside as anyone, especially for the price tag. But I I mean, if you said he's the highest scoring pitcher on the slate, I wouldn't be that surprised by that. Um, The Phillies offense is good, but I don't think it's that good. I mean, they didn't really even do anything against Homer Bailey tonight, and he's as close to his bat as uh, anyone in the league. Um, but, I'm, yeah, I'm not basing it on that one-game sample. It's just uh, Castillo has the strikeout upside. I think it's it's potentially a dangerous matchup because Philly is a bit of a hitter's park, and the Phillies do have some power. Um, but the upside is certainly there. So, um, I don't know, 50% Castillo, maybe a little more kind of depends how the lineups come out tomorrow and everything and if we can afford to pay up for the more expensive guys or if we need to go with cheaper options but I definitely have interest in Castillo I think he probably will be my highest on pitcher do you think same for you or are there other guys you're targeting well there's definitely other guys I'm targeting um I think he has the most upside for his price so for now I'll, I'll say preliminary preliminarily I don't know why I couldn't figure out what that word is at, at first look, I'll say that he's probably going to be my highest stone pitcher, but I wouldn't I wouldn't set that in stone right now. Uh, the other pitchers who I think could have some interest, Zach Wheeler at 7,500, former top prospect in a pretty easy matchup against the Marlins. 
I think also he's somebody we don't really know what we're getting out of. And then same for Kevin Gaussman at 6000 The velocity is still not bounced back, but that's that's still a really cheap price for Gaussman, even though he's only throwing like 92 to 93 miles per hour now. Like I haven't given up hope in him entirely, and I wouldn't be shocked if all of a sudden he comes back out and he's throwing like 95. And you just don't need to do all that much to hit value at 6000 in what's probably a neutralish matchup against the Blue Jays. So what do you think of Zach Wheeler and Kevin Gaussman? Um, I think I prefer Gaussman to Wheeler because if I'm going to pay for someone in Wheeler's price range, I prefer Castillo and I probably even prefer Nick Pavetta. Um, he's kind of similar to Castillo. He's boomer bust. It's a hitter's park. I mean, they're in the same game, uh, but Pavetta does get a lot of strikeouts. So I think Pavetta and Castillo are better plays than Wheeler. Um, but if we're going cheaper, then the two guys for me at that price range are Kevin Gaussman and then Jaime Barria or Barria. I'm not sure how to say his name because it's it's his debut. Um, Barria, I guess, makes more sense if we're correlating him with the Angels offense, which we'll get to. Um, in a vacuum, though, I think I prefer Gaussman. It's probably a similar quality matchup, similar park. Gaussman does have home field advantage, though, and... I, I guess it's a little bit weaker of a Blue Jays offense without Kendrys Morales playing, but I, it's probably not significant. Morales is better against lefties anyway. Um, but I, I do think that Gaussman has upside for the price. There's definitely risk with him. Uh, he's been really bad at times this year, and his velocity is still down. I think he's okay, but I think that Castillo and Pavetta just overall are better choices. And I think even Tanaka, who we didn't mention, could be a better choice. Um, one issue is that the Yankees bullpen tends to come into games earlier than other teams because they have so many good relievers. That's something we've talked about a lot. Um, but 9,300 for Tanaka is just, it's, it's below his baseline. Like it's a hard matchup in Boston. Um, but there's a little bit, well, it's a little misleading about the Red Sox park because Fenway has the green monster and most people view it as a hitter's park. Um, that's not really the case. It actually plays more like a pitcher's park, especially when it's cold. Um, and the Red Sox just scored 14 runs. So I don't think a lot of people will be on Tanaka, and I think he could do well. So what do you think of him? Yeah, So I, I do think that he's a fine choice, especially if you need to go up in salary. Because let's say that there's a bunch of cheap pug, plugs that become available. Then it probably makes sense to have some more lineups where if you're maybe you're going to go up from, uh, from Castillo to Tanaka and I, I think that he makes sense at his price at his price definitely there's upside there I am concerned about the matchup still because the Red Sox I think are gonna have a good offense this year they didn't strike out much last year they're probably not gonna strike out a ton this year so I would say that he's not like a top choice for me but if I was making 20 lineups maybe he ends up in like three or four of them do you think that's a reasonable amount of exposure to him yeah I think that's probably around what I'm thinking too like maybe my fourth or fifth highest owned pitcher. And I do think we'll be pretty spread around. Uh, but the more I think about it, the more I think it makes sense to play this slate lighter and just go heavier on Luis Castillo because he does seem to have the most upside for his price. And there just aren't really good choices outside of him. Um, so I, I guess the two ways you can diversify are by playing more pitchers, uh, playing more options on the same slate, or just, just uh, play for less money and play – again the next day and that's how you diversify i usually like to just i think it makes more sense to play for less money on the slates where there's not a lot of value and just 
really target the guys that are the strong value plays with upside. And then, I don't know, when there are more choices like what we had on Tuesday night, you can spread it around more because there are a lot of pitchers that are actually good. There aren't a lot of good choices. So I think heavy Luis Castillo for me, even heavier than I suggested before, because there, there really isn't anyone else I like that much. So let's move into the offenses then. Uh, there are, I think, quite a few bad pitchers on this slate, which makes it a little easier to figure out some of the offensive choices. Uh, for me, my favorite offense is the Angels playing in Texas against Matt Moore. I like the Angels a lot on Tuesday night. I think it's a very similar matchup for them on Wednesday night. I think Matt Moore is a comparable pitcher to a Martin Perez is another shitty lefty pitching in Texas. So the Angels are my favorite offense and the team that I expect to have the highest run output on the slate. Do you agree with the Angels as the top overall offense? Yeah, it's really not even close for me. Well, maybe it's a little close, but I, I do think they're number one. The over-under for that game is is 10.5. And, um, and, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a good matchup against Matt Moore, who's just awful. Texas doesn't have a good bullpen. The Angels have a lot of really good hitters. Uh, yeah, definitely a strong spot there. I think the other offenses to talk about, uh, the Rangers on the opposite opposite side of that game are pretty cheap. Uh, I'm just pulling up their pricing, but I know I mentioned Jaime Barria as a potential play. That doesn't mean I don't like the Texas side. Uh, Adrian Beltre is still priced down at 3,200. That's just way too low for him for how good of a hitter he is, but all the guys in Texas just aren't that expensive. Um, so it's a pick game where the total's 10 and a half. I mean, theoretically, we should like both sides of the game, right? Yeah, uh, I just prefer the the uh, the Angels side, but I think the Rangers also make sense. Uh, the So actually, I kind of think that since some of the pitchers we like are really high variance, I think that most of my exposure is going to be the Angels, but I think it makes sense to sprinkle in some like hedge stacks against the pitchers we like. So I think that Blue Jay stacks make sense. I think that Ranger stacks against Barrio makes sense, even though you like him a little bit. Uh, and then I also think that one or two Philly stacks against Castillo makes sense because he's gotten shelled in a couple of his starts. So it seems like there is upside in him and there's upside in targeting against him. Do you agree with hedges against some of the pitchers that will also be rostering? I agree, except when it comes to Castillo, because I think the Phillies actually could be fairly popular. Like They've been one of the trendier offensive picks to start the season. Castillo has given up a lot of runs in his two starts. Um, I think I'd be more inclined to hedge if the team would have low ownership. Um, Because the Phillies could have, I don't think they'll have the highest ownership or anything, but I think they could have close to the highest ownership. Um, It'll probably be the Angels first by a lot. Um, So, yeah, I don't think I have much interest in the Phillies offense, but I do think hedging against some of these other guys makes sense. Like the Blue Jays for sure. Uh, the Rangers, like I already said. So th- those teams, definitely, I'm fine having exposure to both sides of those games. Okay, so I don't really think there's too many other offense or other spots I have interest in. How about for you? Well, Stephen Brault is really bad, and the Cubs don't have Anthony Rizzo, but it matters less against a lefty. Uh, I think Chris Bryant's a good play. Like, If there's anyone to pay up for, it's probably Trout, but I think Bryant is a pretty similarly good bet. And uh, other Cubs righties, like we'll see where Albert Almora bats, um, Javier Baez, Wilson Contreras. I, I think the Cubs are in a really good spot because Stephen Brault just doesn't really get hitters out. Low strikeout rate, high walk rate, just not very good. Um, so neutral wind, I guess, would be better if the wind was blowing out. But I think the Cubs are a good play, too. 
Okay, so that is going to finish today's podcast. A little bit of a shorter one just because there's less games. You can follow me on Twitter at GRNBerDFS. Matt Swerhano is at Preaching Sense, and we'll be back for Thursday's slate.